He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast. Cheers! <laughs> well, B Black is our guest today. He is a fellow stand-up comedian and one of the friendliest ones I've met because you know we could be bitchy people. Uh, but being a stand-up comedian is not why B is here to talk to us today. After the tragic death of George Floyd, B dove headfirst into the movement, sharing relevant and poignant information about Black Lives Matter and why we need to all learn more about this. Uh, and that's what he's here to talk to us about today. He's going to set the record straight about some common misconceptions that a lot of people that are colored like me have. <laughs> ignorant people, ignorant people. Fuck white people. <laughs> you know what, though? It's funny that he called himself the most colored because I've always said this. People of paler skin tend to change all different colors. You know, they get cold, they turn blue. They get hot, they turn red. They get sick, they turn green. Hello. Yeah. So thanks so much for doing this, B. How you doing? Life in quarantine. It's rough, right? Life, I mean, I'm an introvert, so I've been prepared for this moment my entire life. So uh, I, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, I, I do miss... People watching, I will give you this. Well, you can people watch from your apartment. Yeah, but you know, like. He means stand up. He misses stand up. And uh, you know what? I've been trying my stand up routine on the cashier. And uh, yeah, I'm a stand up. I do. Yeah. Sorry. No, yeah, no, but I'm so excited, you know, because if we start talking about stand-up, we won't stop. Um, and we're trying to keep this serious because it's an important topic that I think we really need to talk about. And, you know, I, I'll just own it that I'm a white guy and I grew up in a white community. And so a lot of the systemic racism that we're talking about right now, I'm sure that I grew up with. And I want to change my inherent biases. And so that's why it's so important for us to talk to people like you. So thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Respect. So what we have is sort of a list of things that ignorant white people have said or that we've seen online um, that are wrong or maybe not wrong, but we uh, want you to set the record straight or give your opinion on. But you know what the craziest thing is? A lot of these like comments that we see online, like what is like got me, like makes me wonder what's going on is some of them aren't even from white people. You've got like Hispanics. Right. And you have all these people writing out these ignorant comments against black people. And I'm like, you're an oppressed group of individuals. How can you not empathize and understand? Hey, hey. Black people could have written that same question. Um, uh, to, to, before, can I tell you my quick story? Real, uh, yeah. Tell us stories. Uh, anything you want. I just love what you just said here. Is that, uh, so uh, this was like last June. I had the pleasure of uh, meeting um, uh, this trans woman who I may or may not was purchasing marijuana from, <laughs> right? But anyways, so we got into talking, just, just discussion, and she fascinated me with her world as being a trans woman. Uh, just blew my mind with concept of our sexuality that I did, you know, raised by Catholic, raised by Christians. There's a lot of shit about this world I didn't know, and she opened my mind to it. It was amazing. It was fascinating and everything like that. And then this is where the conversation went downhill. It was June, so I wished her. I guess I was trying to show her that, hey, I'm one of the good guys. I'm an ally. So I said, hey, by the way, happy Pride Month. <laughs> this lady switches, goes 180 degree on me. And she says, oh, I'm not into that victim shit. 
<laughs> exactly. I know that that was number one. And then two, I don't know how we got it, but I knew it was just going to get worse. We started talking about black people and it's as if she hung on to like the part of her that makes her a white male. Cause she was dismissing, like she was talking to me, like I'm one of the good black people Oh, and, and the black people she was talking smack about were you know, like, like, like I said, she was kind of thuggish, right? She, so she was like, I wasn't trying to piss her off. She might have a gun. I don't know. But she was saying a lot of shit. Up, oh, you know, they need to pull up their pants. Oh, well, blessing that loud music. Of course, the cops are going to arrest you. Like, all kinds of ignorant shit. It was amazing. When it came to sexuality, open-minded. When it came to race, oh, my God. She, it's like she hung on to her whiteness. That part that makes her a, um, I, I say white male, but I mean like the mindset of I'm an individual. I make it. I don't need your help. Uh, she associated pride movement with people who just needed, you know, no, I'm like, I'm a special human being. I did it all by myself. I don't need no community and shit like that. But it was a, the conclusion I reached from that conversation was just people are people. Right. You know what I mean? People yeah. are people. So I was just. I don't hate her for it, but I just, <laughs> I just know what not to talk to her about uh, anymore. Do you think it also came from a, a place where as a trans individual, she felt that she's been, you know, targeted by everyone, including, you know, white, black, Asian, straight, yeah. not whatever it may be. And that's just the defense mechanism that gets back up. Because I used to see that in the South with a lot of like of my black friends that had, I was their only white-ish friend, mm. you know? And it was like, I'm scared to bring you home. I'm scared. So, mm. you know, every sort of prejudice, in my opinion, comes from fear mm. and is based on fear. It's based an oppression, it's oppression. Oppression is all based on fear. Right, so, right. You know, maybe that's why she just felt like I'm tired of being a victim. That I, oh, it's possible, yeah. I don't like, right. I'm basing this on just one conversation. Right. It was just more of a fascination about, okay, you're open-minded about this area of life, but not this other area. And uh, it just, uh, it just, I don't, Jesse, you said something earlier, you know, uh, about how you're trying to learn, you're just trying to, you know, um, I think that I just translate, I'm just trying to be a better person. When you say that, that inspires me to be a better person. Like, as a male, I acknowledge my privilege as a male. As a hetero male, <laughs> turns out we have a shitload of privileges that we have. I mean, I do, I'm going through that same exercise, and that's how I'm able to distinguish the people who are for real about trying to be a good person and the people who are just, you know, and I want you to think and want to be a good person. So, well, it's important to point out because every community has their, their benefits and their struggles, right? And their pros and cons. And so it's important to recognize that no two communities are the same. Right. But what I find so interesting about the story you just made about the trans woman or just told us is that so often you hear about, well, why, you know, black people and gay people should understand each other. They both suffered the same thing. And while right. that's true in a lot of ways, the communities are extremely different and your story just highlighted that, right? Because while we're both oppressed, it's mm. for different reasons and different sort of prejudices. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, yeah you know, in, I've seen black people with Confederate flags. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Oh, you see that? oh yeah, man, yeah, Trump supporters, they're big on that. They, they believe in that, no. Uh, joining Trump makes them believe that I'm an individual, I don't need your help. I'm not into any black 
black power movement because that makes me look like a victim, all kinds. Like, I'm familiar with that kind of mentality, which is why she didn't surprise me when she said that. And uh, yeah, man, <laughs> people are uh, people are different. People are weird. Do you know any black people that are um, sort of, how am I going to word this? So like, you know, on, no, oh gosh, see, this is why we need you here. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking get canceled. But do you know any? <laughs> All right, I want to use already this. Happened one, so. <laughs> no, but do you know any black people that sort of are against the Black Lives Matter movement, and you just made reference to one that sort of is, but I've even seen a couple statuses from black people being like, oh, it's not so bad, just, you know, keep calm, carry on, like, don't make a refuss. Well, you also have uh, Candace Owens. Oh my God. A black young woman who is very against this movement, like mm. very much against, and you know, like it's from a young black, like she's a young, I, I can't believe the things that she says. Hey, hey. A black person will never go broke saying the kind of things white racists want to hear. That's, that's like her, that's like her spirit. Like I look at her as a content, uh, like she puts content on the internet. So the, that part of me is like, good for you. But the kind of content she puts out like, oh my God, I hope there's a hell and it's waiting for you. Is she a, an example of systemic racism? Oh, oh yeah. She, her guys, family, it has been in her family so much to think the way that she thinks, you know? I think it's an act. My theory, it's it's an act. Because there's money to be made. Just, just tell them what the, exactly, you know? <laughs> well, what do you think about, like, the average person that doesn't have a platform or isn't famous that agrees with Candace Owen? What, what is their law? Like, I just, I can't They're figure racist. out. But to be racist, <laughs> you still have to look in the mirror at the end of the day. So if you have a black face... Not one that's painted on like Justin Trudeau. <laughs> you know, an actual black face. <laughs> How are you going to get on board with some of this racist bullshit? That, it really is mind-boggling to me. But maybe you're right, B, that it is they just see the dollar and they think, I'll get further if I bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, might, you guys never seen the Boondocks, the cartoon? I'm going <laughs> to... Yes, I have seen it a few times. And they have the cute okay. little figurines, too. But, okay, Uncle Ruckus, the character? Okay, Watch the boondocks, and then when you see Uncle Ruckus, Candace Owen will make sense to you. Like, oh, but you, you know what I watched recently, and honestly, like, I don't know why, but in my family, like, when I was a baby, like, when I was a kid, I had a white doll, a black doll, always. And I just, my family was very open to that culture. So, like, growing up, I watched the Cosby show, I watched all the black shows, and recently I watched Black as Fuck. Mm. And I absolutely adored that show. And yes. a lot of people would watch it. And like when I first saw the titles of the episodes and it was always like something, something, something because of slavery, something, yeah. something, something. I was like, if I read these titles, even me, who I consider myself aware enough, I'd be like, okay, this is getting tiring now. But it, yeah, yeah. it was, they were legit. They should have been titled. It's yeah. such a great show. Like it, it is an amazing show. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And now more in those shows are getting recognized now and people are paying more attention. Or, to, yeah. What is it? Like 58% of the American population or something is black. Like why aren't... 58%? Why someone says are 42. There was something very close. There's a huge population of the U.S. is black. So why aren't we seeing more black media? Oh, I, 
Well, I mean, uh, not to start any shit, but you know, a lot right. of white males run that shit. You know, that's why we're here, B. And that's why this movement is taking place now because there needs to be more diversity. If you want to, like, especially reality shows, that's the one thing I always had issues with. I'm like, reality. So you want to replicate reality? Reality is not, you know, like twenty white people, one Asian and one black person in a room vying for one person's love like that's not realistic in a real like in toronto even in ottawa you go out and if there was a blind dating thing there'd be people of all different colors so why don't yeah. we ever show that um some people i guess there's not enough I don't, I, my, my, not enough of a market or the people on top haven't been proven that hey this should, like how long did it i remember when uh captain marvel I mean, a woman the lead and everything. And, and, and like, I remember watching it and being, wow, this is different. I, 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 I'm not used to um, female lead, is I think that's the word. But <laughs> did you see all the criticism they got for that? Yeah. I had a coworker explain, say, yeah, man, uh, shit got a little preachy. <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. Anyway, yeah. White dude said that. Yeah. See, that's always the thing is it becomes preachy and it's like, no, no, no. It's just, is that not just reality him it's preachy to you know to a younger girl it's like empowering shit it's hearing things that uh young boys are used to you can do anything you can be anything you know <laughs> they they convince white kids that they can be the the, the uh the king of the jungle that <laughs> marinate on that tarzan marinate right? on that <laughs> you put Which one captain marvel and they lose their mind and it was it yeah. <laughs> King of the Jungle wouldn't have been white. Newsflash. No. That's what I'm saying. Was, yeah, sorry. Okay. Whew, getting emotional. Sorry. Man. Neither was Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. We are so canceled. I mean, you guys are canceled. No. But, you know, here's something. And I don't want to convolute the gay issue and the black issue. Because although they're similar, they're very different. But I think about stand-up. And we've been on many shows together where I've hosted. And, you know, I make myself out to be a gay stereotype, which, you know... <laughs> Not too far from the truth. But the point is, I make that choice in my stand-up. So right. there's been times where I brought you on stage and I've been like, and now the black portion of the show, thinking uh -huh. that I'm being funny. And although they laugh, it never clued into me that that it might be a racist statement in itself. Because okay. to you, maybe you don't want to be the walking stereotype that I make myself out to be. Do you know what I mean? So to uh -huh. pose that on you before you even get on stage, that's sort of what we're talking about here. And at the time, I wouldn't have even thought that was racist. It, it's, uh, the systematic racist would have been if I told you about it and you like dismissed it, it's gotta be, stop being sensitive and stuff like that. You know, if we had an, like, if, you know, my name is B Black, it, my, my big stick <laughs> is the Black Porch. So yeah, no, it's, thank you. That's, a, that's actually a compliment. And, uh, and especially, you know, we're, we're comics. I want to say, like, when it comes to comment, it's like, I trust your intention to want to make someone laugh. Well, there's some people who, you know, don't get that that kind of uh, benefit of the doubt. But someone like you, yeah, now, nah, I wouldn't have taken offense to it. But if I did, I would have explained to you how, hey, that could be problematic for X, Y, Z reason. Okay. But what's problematic is the fact that one token black guy on a stand-up show is funny. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't be funny. There should be two, three. Like, it shouldn't even matter at the end of the day. That's hey. the part that I find a little disappointing is that we're still making these jokes that have been uh, made so many, like, generations ago. Like, they're yeah. not, like, it's not funny anymore. Well, I mean, well we got to accept the Ottawa is a white city. 
And, but and, it's not. But like 80% white. No, it, but it, if you actually look at the demographic now, there's so many immigrants. So many. Right. Well, then they're not filling out their census because <laughs> it's 80% white. And I know that was a shocking statistic for me too, because when you do walk around the malls, you see every culture under the sun. But but right. 80%, they say, is still a Caucasian city. Yeah, which yeah. Is crazy. Exactly. And you know. Uh, you know, white people are rich. I'm just saying, not all of you, but I'm just saying, white people are rich, and they hang out where rich people hang out. That's all I'm trying to say. So, who you saw in the mall were, was the rest of us. Yeah, they're, they're all in Barhaven in Canada. That's why. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening. Okay, so speaking of white people, maybe we should get some of these comments. And again, these are not comments that we made up or that we've even had from listeners. They're things that we've seen on Facebook, Twitter, um, mm. and different things like that. And so we want your front line down there in the trenches with the black people because <laughs> you know what's really going on b and i think that it's important for some of our viewership and listeners to uh to hear the truth about some of these statements that they get behind right right i just want to make a quick correction uh you said down in the trenches a lot of black people have been noticing how no 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 i get it but i have to shout out the diversity in the people fight this used to be a black people problem and you know, and we'd be at the rally by ourselves. But it's getting amazing how it's been diverse, all kinds. Of, like the rally we had in Ottawa um, for um, systematic against systematic racism. Um, all like races, uh, religion, culture. A lot of young people were there, but it was such a diverse audience. And I was. I've been to protests before and it was just mind blowing saying, oh wow, it's just not us in here. So do you think there's a real change this time? Because BLM started what, 2016? And then it was, or even earlier maybe, but, but now it feels like it's a global issue. Was, do you feel that change? And why do you think now and not all, because there's been so many shootings and police brutality and all, this isn't the first one, George Floyd. So what is different about this one that's made everybody tune in? I remember the 92 riots, the uh, um, uh, LA riots. Uh, it not a wouldn't riot. I think Toronto might have uh, had a, a little, they had a rally and they, they might have had a little uh, um, civil unrest. But um, in 92, I was young and it felt like it's over. We've solved this problem. And I remember the older folks, the look on their eyes is, dude, we've done this before. We've been here before. Because uh, they remember the Watts riot back in 65. Uh, you can look it up. And then, so 92, now we're 2020. And so for me, the change is, yeah, there's more diversity. But I feel like the old guy going, we've done this before. And I remember being disappointed at, at the outcome. Like, they, I'm sorry to be negative, but this might just end with the police finding a better way to... Uh, uh, killing black people and making sure they don't get caught on camera all on the same week. You know, like sparse that shit out. They might have a better system to uh, like, it's uh, I don't know. It, it's uh, I'm being a comedian here, but I, I'm just saying someone made a, a skit about how this is going to happen 12 years from now. We're going to be we're gonna, more shooters are going to happen and we're going to get back. It's going to be one big riot. Corporations are going to send their messages. Everyone's going to feel like they've accomplished something. And then, you know, it's back to business kind of thing there. But, you know, well, I think too, like when Rodney King happened in 1992, the generation before had marched and the generation before, and that eventually like 
they're just, it's a lot of marching. So that's why I think there was that look of like, okay, this isn't over yet because the next generation has, and then the next generation after that has had to march as well. So now is hopefully 2020. And I kind of consider like COVID this chance to reset as well. Right, right, right. Combined with the Black Lives Matter movement as well. I'm like, Mm -hmm. maybe this is a chance for the world to hit reset and reevaluate everything. They reevaluate everything. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, I, look, I'm getting old and, and fighting bitterness, <laughs> trying right. to be positive about life. But yeah, no, I, I pray this is where we're at. Don't, don't listen. Kids, don't listen to me, right? Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Please but, do. But, we want clicks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm just, get, you know, I know the, the older you get, the more you're fighting with uh, bitterness, discouragement, and things like that. But no, I, I want to believe this is, Things are, ha- um, better days are coming. Com- yeah, better days. Are- it's also more exhausting the older you get to fight. I mean, <laughs> oh I get bored after sitting on the couch for an hour. <laughs> she gets it. Okay. Amen. <laughs> You're just exhausted physically. <laughs> yeah. like, gee. <laughs> but Jenna, that is a good point that maybe because we're in COVID, there's this element of people caring more about each other. So people actually give a shit about the BLM movement and not just going back to the government job and the kids got to have lunch and... We actually give a shit about each other right now. I, I feel the one part I'm hopeful is the new generation. They're getting it. Like, I stop arguing. Like, these questions are going to go through. I stop answering them to older people because they're stuck right. in their way. The younger folks. Actually, shout out to the comedy community because I remember uh, um, I was at my job and I'm surrounded with one mindset of white people. Like, I couldn't use words like white privilege. They lost their mind over that. What? Oh, how dare you? You trying to say my life is easier than you? I'm like, no. Anyway, so I get to the comedy <laughs> club and all these white kids are on stage joking about privileges, using that word the way it's supposed to be used. It blew my mind. I'm like, oh, my, okay. They get it. The older people don't, but the younger ones are, they're not there yet, but they're picking up on it faster than their parents. They're willing to learn. And that's what's important. Right. Exactly. And that's how it's going to change, right? Isn't that what they say? It's a generational. This isn't overnight. So like you said, about 12 years yes. from now, we have to keep on this message so that people that are born today learn this yes. by the time they're 12 years old and they don't get set in those ways. Exactly. Well said. All right. So let's get to the ignorant questions. Speaking of racist, <laughs> Jenna, you're up first. The very first one is like, obviously, the one that's on top of everyone's mind. What is your response to someone saying, all lives matter? Before or after I kick the shit out of them? <laughs> Before. <laughs> you guys didn't see that guy? Uh, he, he shows up to a BLM rally with a bow and arrow, thinking he's, and, he, and, he's, and he's yelling, uh, all lives matter. <laughs> and he's like, basically he's instigating the crowd and everything. So um, uh, there's so many analogies that have been used for all lives, you know, for uh, uh, what's wrong with all lives matter. Uh, but uh, there's, this, there's this pastor, I have to, I have to use his words. Uh, this pastor used this analogy because he was shocked as Christians not understanding the concept of all lives matter. And, and he brought, you guys went to Sunday school? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but I know the passage you're talking about. It's Luke 15. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> my dad's a pastor. So shout out to him. I went to Catholic school for one year, but then got asked to leave. So. <laughs> oh, what? Bug life. Okay. <laughs> I'm on the right show then. Okay. And I graduated Sunday school, but I'm still gay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this pastor, he used the, the analogy of, um, of, um, Jesus was walking around. No, it was an analogy of uh, the shepherd with a whole bunch of um, lambs. Is, yeah. is it lambs? Sheep. Sheep. Oh, my God. Yeah. I learned that shit in French, so that's why I'm messing with translation. Right. Sheep. Okay? And one of them goes missing. And then Jesus decides to leave the, 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 the group of, of sheep to go find that one uh, and bring them back. Now, the first time I heard that story, even I was like, damn, Jesus, you suck at accounting. What the fuck? Leave that sheep alone. <laughs> but that's the point. You know what I mean? It's, uh, when, when you're yelling Black Lives Matter, is we're trying to rescue the one group whose life is not being mattered. And the people who are actually, the people who are pushing the All Lives Matter, um, sure, there's some ignorant people who just don't get it, but there's a group within there, they're white supremacists. And for them, it's a... a my homeboy Sam Norton broke it down for me. It's like a, it's an all or nothing formula. If you if if you say Black Lives Matter, it means you're you're automatically saying white people's lives don't matter. So that's why these racist people are like, in their mind, it's no, it's got to be all lies or nothing. <laughs> so, well, I was talking to my friend. She's Chinese, and there's been a lot of hate crime towards Chinese people with COVID going around and all. And she's very much a Black Lives Matter uh, ally. And I said, you know one of the questions a lot of people ask is like as Chinese people because people will be like why don't white why don't Chinese why don't this and mm -hmm. she goes because like right now like yeah I get harassed but my life isn't in danger mm -hmm. and that's what she said she goes so it doesn't mean that my life doesn't matter it just means right now I'm standing up for those whose life is in danger and as mm -hmm. we've obviously seen by physical evidence mm -hmm. that is legit <laughs> right right, right. yeah there's actually a, a, a new, uh, not, it's not you, but I, I noticed that people have started saying black trans lives matter. And then <laughs> some people got upset at that. It's like, whoa, 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 all black people's lives matter. It's like, ah, you're missing the point, dog. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to segregate it that much. Now we're getting into the micro. Well, the reason that came out is because, unfortunately, a black trans woman was beaten to the brink of yeah. death on yeah. camera and that's why because it's pride month as well they're like exactly. and a lot yeah. of pride organizations are joining with black lives matter right now well black trans women are why we have pride seriously preach preacher right i i just i just learned that yeah that's true um but i'm just saying um i understand it but you got the audience who are just like whoa 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 <laughs> like basically they're Black people acting like white people yelling all trans, uh, all, all lives matter. We're just acknowledging the group. I'm trying to, not, I don't use the word common denominator, but the one who, who we're trying to address. But, you know, we're not, we're not saying kill everyone else. We're just acknowledging out of all of us who's got it the worst. And that's by helping them, we're also helping ourselves. Hey. Well, we've all seen that cartoon going around with the house, right? All houses matter, but right yeah, now yeah. this house is on fire. That's what's as up. awesome as that is, there's another comic that I love with this fat, grumpy guy being like a day in the life of the all matter, all life matters guy. And he's at a kid's birthday party and everyone's singing. And he's like, happy birthday to everyone. 
And then right. he's at a sports thing and it's like, go both teams. Like, right. no, it doesn't work that way. Someone's yeah. drowning. Help me. Help us all. Exactly. Like, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some folks are ignorant and some folks are just being cruel about it. Yeah. Does Black Lives Matter really believe that the majority of police officers are truly racist? <laughs> uh, I was thinking about that one. I was thinking about... Uh, I'm trying to think of the first person who confronted the Catholic church and said, hey, some of your priests are pedophile. And uh, the kind of shit that person must have gotten for doing that. And then when they, well, church still hasn't figured out it's a problem with them, right? But uh, I'm using that, I'm making that comparison because it's kind of like saying, uh, <laughs> the idea is, look, we have a problem. There are some racist cops out there. And not only are they racist, but they're encouraged. They have every incentive to remain uh, racist. Like that Derek Chauvin guy, even though with all these protests that happened, he can walk off like Zimmerman did. Because the right, system still is, get paid. It, it still get paid. So the idea is, okay, um, I don't know how many cops are, are racist, like majority whatever. But the problem is we have a racism problem. And it needs to be addressed. If we could get to that point, then maybe we can figure out who. Like I have, I have, a, like I would encourage to say shit like, "Hey, look, I'm down for giving cops raises on the condition they out out the 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 the, the bad, bad ones, cops. the bad cops." But you know, but then, but the problem is, we might end up with just one cop left. <laughs> right. But you know what, though, you make a good point because there's that analogy about there's only a few bad apples spoil the bunch. Well, the reason that analogy actually happened is because those few bad apples literally do spoil the bunch. And if you don't right. get rid of them, the bunch right. is spoiled. So right. if good cops aren't standing up against bad cops for doing uh, bad shit, then they're right. just as guilty, in my opinion, as the bad cops. Right, right. Or, or there's a chance that these good cops are powerless. Like, there's a, uh, there's a thing I recently posted, and it, it listed every cop who's attempted to, to out out the bad ones or, or misconduct and they all got dealt with for it to fired. Um, I'm not sure if any of them got killed, but they all, it's, it's like, you know, um, what do you call that? Like, like the bro code. Right. You familiar right, with the bro code? Snitch. They don't snitch. Exactly. You snitch, you get outed, you know, okay. You're no longer part of this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, um, you're on the out right now. You get, uh, uh, there's a big word I could use for that. <laughs> but it's also why the racists get to stay in power because no one will out them ever. So that's yeah, systemic. That's yeah. what we're talking about. <laughs> right, right. So uh, do the, I, I don't know how many cops uh, are racist, but it's enough to make, it's enough to to have a social, uh, uh, for society to like, uh, for riots to happen. That's what I'm trying to say. What's that? Yeah. Fuck well, the whole bunch up. Fuck them up. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that's a very good point that I think you both just made, which is this black versus cops. That's not the overarching issue. I mean, it is, but it's not to say that every police officer is bad. Every black person is good. That's mm. not the argument here. And so when some ignorant people say like, well, you can't paint them all with unbrush. Mm. That's not what you're trying to do. Right. We just need to highlight the ones that do need to be outed. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Shit needs to be fixed. I also believe in outing the ones that are good but still haven't said anything because you're just as bad, you mm. know? We learned that yeah. in high school. When your yeah. friend's a bully, you're there. Yeah. You're fucking guilty by association for the oh shit you did. Yes. So this right now, to me, 
is you are guilty by association for yeah exactly hey i understand what a woman says uh, uh men are dogs or men are scum uh, by the way, you can't say that on Facebook because uh, that's how you get put in jail. Oh, anyway. is that what got you in jail? D was in Facebook jail. I didn't know what you got sent for. Bro, the, the first time, because they sent me a list of all my, my, my uh, offenses. Indiscretions. Yeah, the first time, <laughs> the first time I said, uh, I forget the article, but I said, men are whores. That got me put a uh, 24-hour ban. You should have spelled whores like H-O-R. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I forgot, and it was in relation to a guy behaving like a whore. And I was like, yep, that's our gender. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't Yeah, believe- yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the second one was I used a derogatory term against white people. Um, uh, I still feel justified for using it. <laughs> but what it was wasn't- the term? What's the derogatory it- term? I, I mean, I- I'm scared of getting kicked off your podcast. But I- yeah, you won't. No. <laughs> so I said cracker. Oh, cracker. Leave like, it. is that really offensive to a white person? I want to, I've asked my dad numerous times. I said, dad, if I call you a cracker, is it weird? And he goes, no, I don't find it offensive. He goes, it's really hard to like oppress someone who has never been oppressed. There's, there's a book out there. I'm, pl- I'm going through it right now. And it's the conversation I've always wanted to have with a white person about why racism is such a complicated topic for white people. And it's called white fragility. And it breaks it all down why uh, some white people, like that's white, for, a white person offended by the term cracker, you offended his fragility. Right. And that's, yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing, yeah. yeah. The only you reason I'd be offended being called a cracker is if you said I look like I eat too many of them because <laughs> carbs are bad. <laughs> carbs are bad. <laughs> all right, here we go, next question. What does BLM mean when they call for defunding the police? Hey, man, you know, I was going to write, uh, okay, before I answer that question, right? Oh, uh, I'm going to, no, no, uh, Jenna, are you, or uh, either of you, are you guys part of any movement or any, like, uh, I don't know if you do any activism work? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, which is why we weren't even sure if we should be doing an episode like this. <laughs> oh, my God. I yeah. love, I'm, like, really, like, I have a really big heart and stuff for homeless people. Okay. Oh, okay. So I remember when the, uh, <laughs> that sounds so pathetic. Sorry, I'm like I really like homeless people. I talked to a guy the other day for like 20 minutes. I believe the correct term is street person. Sorry. Oh, shame on. Oh my God, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's right. He's right. Uh, I remember when the hashtag um, "Believe All Women" came out. I didn't get it at first, but I was trying to be an ally to the movement, so I just went along, even though without uh, knowing what it meant. Um, when you're part of a, you know, pro-black movement, black movement whatsoever, every once in a while, someone will surprise you with a hashtag and, and then you'll get caught on camera trying to answer for it. It's like, so what do you think of the kill whitey hashtags? Like, wait, what? Uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I'm sorry. So for the defund police hashtag, it was you, um, I did my research and everything, but the, the idea is a, it's better than the usual thoughts and prayers. Uh, hashtag that goes on. It's just someone suggested, look, we have a problem. This is my solution to it. Because there's a lot of debate going on. Okay, maybe we shouldn't use the word defund. Maybe uh, we should go reform, whatever. But the idea is something needs to change. And the person, someone suggested defunding because, uh, look, uh, 
we're realizing that we've been giving all these cops money, right? And the only people they've kept safe is white people. So maybe like Halifax did some shit like, okay, we have a tank. You can take that back. Uh, in Los Angeles, there's a cop car in a Ferrari. Why the fuck does a cop need a Ferrari? Because if I, you want to have an undercover car in LA, you got to have a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, but it had the sirens and everything, though. You're it, like, what is this? Like, uh, you, you know, know what I mean? It's, it's, so the idea is, look, we've been thinking about policing in one way. Today we're realizing um, it needs work. So we're reevaluating, we're, we're, we're reinvestigating, we're, 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 um, a re, I like, you know, I'm not saying go with reform, but I'm saying, um, and I'm, I don't want to criticize the, 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 the hashtag. I'm just saying the idea is, yo, let's think about how we've been spending this money. Cause right now we're realizing we've been giving these guys money to brutalize a part, a part of the population that can't speak for them. That can't speak up. Yo, they're. White people are getting, you know, there's like videos of white men or white women getting brutalized by, by, by law enforcement. You know, we're probably realizing that, hey, a lot of cops shouldn't, who became cops should not be cops. I shouldn't be saying this because my grandfather's still alive, but like he was a head RCMP in Canada and some of the shit he used to tell me, and I've always had this theory about him being slightly racist against me because I look slightly native and he didn't like natives growing up. And I've always had this theory about it, but some yeah. of the stories he would tell me like deadpanned, I was uh, like, this isn't, I can't believe you can say this to me without feeling any emotion. Oh, you know? Hey, I will. Look, I'm even, I was talking a friend of mine. He's, he's married to a cop and, and he was explaining how, look, they throw all kinds of responsibilities on these folks, you gotta be like a psychiatrist, you gotta be a sociologist, you gotta be a warrior, you gotta be all kinds of things. Let me say, hey, look, how about we take away some of our responsibility? I mean, we just, uh, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm being sympathetic here. I'm willing right. to consider the possibility that these folks are overworked and we just, we need to back off on their response. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm not saying you should take a pay cut. I'm just saying. Or maybe, maybe have better testing better testing to better become testing. a police officer, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I, a reform is a great word. I think that you brought that up. Defund is a hashtag now. We're not changing that. But really, I think reform is what they mean. And I'm mm -hmm. so glad that you brought up, um, there's a lot of videos and cases of white people being brutalized by police because that is another, that's not even on our list, but that is another ignorant comment I've seen is if you look at the statistics, more white people are killed annually by American police officers than black people are. And you think, oh, really? But then when you look at the population, like you were saying, there's so many more white people that it doesn't even hold a candle to the black people that are killed by police officers. So yeah, white people get killed too, unjustly, but it's not a pandemic the right. way it is with the black community. Right, right. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? Sorry. Oh! What is the purpose of rioting and looting and damaging property of innocent business owners? <laughs> I get in trouble for this. So all I'm going to say is, I don't know if you guys watched the documentary on um, Kim Byrne has one on the American Revolution. And uh, I want to say, look, Americans didn't become Americans by being peaceful. <laughs> they rioted. The they Civil War? Are you kidding me? The Civil War, they literally burnt down Atlanta. I'm talking about uh, uh, the American Revolution. 
oh, when sorry. he broke off from, from Britain. And I mean, hey, you realize as Canadians, we're the side who snitched? <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. But when you look at the American Revolution, they, the same problem Black people had, they were tired of being the underclad. They were tired of being treated like, uh, like England just threw their nose at them. And they felt like they can do anything with them. And as you look, I'm, we're standing up for ourselves. And they fought. And they, I, I wish Facebook was existed back then just to see what the British used to say about the Americans, uh, what words they used uh, to describe them. But I'm sure they said, hey, you Americans are not going to accomplish what you want with all that violence. <laughs> Use your words. Now, <laughs> fuck that. They, well, you they know, burn shit down. They burn shit down. And it works. You know, you, it's Pride Month, the Stonewall riots in the 60s. We smashed yeah, yeah. those, burned shit down. Yeah. Even God, Noah's Ark, hello, he flooded oh the God. whole planet. Oh, my That's God. <laughs> you know, it works. Sometimes you need to use force. Hey. Just not domestically. I'm not saying, look, hey, good for the violence. I'm cause and effect. You have a cop who kills a... A, a, a human being on camera without uh with with impunity is looking at the camera saying look they're gonna slap you know i'm they're gonna slap me on the wrist for this shit i'll be out by christmas just like you like he knows he's gonna get away with it you can't expect civil nuts uh civil disorder not to happen after, like at this point there is there are no rules if cops can get away with murder then we're only pretending to be a civilized society and then you know i'm just saying cause and effect well, that's one thing with like, uh, there's one statement that I love that everyone's between. It's like, it's not that uh, police brutality on black people has just started, it's that now we can videotape it. Right. And that's like a big thing is it's, it's now that you're showing it. We like, can see it. Just, yeah. You can yeah. see it visually. And yeah. 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 Before, uh, yeah. <laughs> Before it, was just, it was just in black people's music and their comedy. And now what? it's on camera. NWA yeah. rapped about this a long ass time ago. Remember when we, because I lived in the suburbs, I'm from Ottawa. Me and all my friends, we just thought they did that shit for shock value. They were just trying to be cool. Later on, I'm like, oh, wow. No, they have a reason to say fuck the police. Yeah. Right. So when you talk about protesters, and earlier we were talking about bad apples versus good apples, that still applies to the protesters. So when you have some protesters that are, you know, looting, mom and pa's pizzeria that did nothing but be great to the black community people are saying well that's unfair they didn't deserve that their pizzeria to be burned to the ground mm -hmm. but maybe it's not by people that have a legitimate argument maybe it is just people taking advantage of the looting and rioting and that's or something to highlight too white kkk people trying to make black people look bad or that hey it, in the end it's chaos you know we're trying to order in chaos the uh that cop uh, Derek Chauvin by, by killing and um, um, uh, George Floyd and his partners just looking on, letting it happen. They disturbed uh, uh, the order. Like we had, we had order. They they created the disorder, and you know it led to chaos. And just this is where we are. Yeah, what I've seen too with the recent videos that have come out, like Breonna Taylor, bless her heart, mm -hmm. and George Floyd, obviously, and the most recent one, I can't remember his name, unfortunately, off the top of my head, at the Wendy's parking lot. One of who was shot that. twice in the back, is yeah. everyone's like, well, he didn't obey. And I go, since when did the law become obey or die? Yeah. Like, yeah. there was never, to me, like, and I didn't roll with some good people growing up. Like, let me tell you. She still doesn't. 
Yeah. <laughs> bad, like gang tied people. And I was like, it was never obey or die. But right now it's literally obey or die or die. And that's not our judicious judicial system. Remember uh Batman uh, uh, uh the one with uh what's his name? The one the actor who passed away who played the Joker. Oh, uh, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Heath Ledger. Okay, that Batman when it came out, <laughs> came out in theaters, right? The, the the kid who shot up the theater. Oh, yeah. the cop got him alive. He shoots up a theater, has the gun in his hands, and the cops managed to peacefully uh put him in the paddy wagon. Uh, like that's a dude who should have been strangled to you know for uh for the but yeah, Brock Turner uh I'm using that name the 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 white dude who uh they got a slap on the wrist for raping a woman um when they gave him five days I, I forget that's a guy who officers should have arrested and oh he died on the way to jail I don't know what happened that you know but no that's how law enforcement works no they they they, they apprehend these people put them in jail and let the judge decide what happens to them but yeah this uh, episode March comes March? out on a later day but today actually marks the anniversary of that horrible shooting in south carolina at the church the predominant oh, the roof. yeah yo they gave him burger king on the way to prison thank you because they saw they saw a kid a misguided kid they said ah oh, kid you did the wrong thing you're gonna your life is gonna be hell here's some burger king to make up but they saw the humanity in that kid even though he 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 did he did a heinous act, they were still able to. But that's what law enforcement is supposed to do. No, that's <laughs> Batman, the superheroes. He doesn't kill the bad guys. He just takes them to jail, gives them a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Burger King, best thing I ever got in jail was McDonald's. Drunk tank beat. Not lying. I'm, I'm not lying. Yeah. But I wasn't yeah. racist. I was drunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? My boyfriend. It's different. <laughs> like, yes, I know, right? <laughs> okay. So uh, if, you're just, if you're just tuning in, we're going through ignorant questions that Jenna and I have found online with B Black uh, about the BLM movement. I just don't want anybody listening to this podcast to skip through to think that these are our questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they got this black guy to answer it. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's from my image, too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So this. This one might be my favorite of the whole list, okay? Who are anti-police slash BLM supporters going to call if someone breaks into their house in the middle of the night? Ghostbusters! Sorry. Sorry. You know what I mean? Did, you, know, did you, uh, uh, I think it was Florida Police, uh, I, I, I posted this, uh, Jesse would have probably seen it, and Florida Police, they, they put up a bean saying, look, uh, if you guys think you can do this job without us, go ahead, and it's a cop walking away from his uniform, and uh, someone in the comment section wrote, if anyone who's used to an abusive relationship knows exactly what that means. <gasps> so no one is saying get rid of cops. No one is saying stupid shit. No, it's cops who are interpreting, like, how dare you guys criticize our work? Well, fine, do it yourself. That's, how can that's, you live without me? Uh, there we go. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to consider, I'm not saying we are the, uh, God forbid, Americans are in an abusive relationship with law enforcement. It's a bunch of tough guys who are telling you, no, this is how it is. We, we like beating up black people. We'll make it fair. We won't beat up white people that have money. <laughs> you broke ones. Yeah, you, you're getting your Well, because you know they're not patrolling the neighborhoods of the white people that have money. That, yeah. Oh, or, you know, or the rednecks because, you know, some of them are, they're kind of related. <laughs> but, but I'm just, yeah. I know a few of them. 
lives in Alabama. Yeah. We lives in Alabama. Well, yeah, no. So, um, who are they going to call? I mean, I, I wish I was part of a gang. I'd be like, yeah, I'm calling my homies next time someone breaks away. But, no, I'm a taxpayer. I rely on law enforcement. I'm just at a point in time where I'm realizing that my tax dollars are only paying for thugs to beat the shit out of um, people who can't stand up, speak up for themselves. Right. And I think that always goes back to the like defund connotation. Unfortunately, that was used as a hashtag, but I think the messaging in itself is confusing and it gives ammo to those people that are so like Trump styles. You know what I mean? And it's not that we want to get rid of police officers. We understand that we need people policing our communities. However, we want them to be good people and people that treat everyone equally and who literally are there to serve and protect Respect the badge. Not obey or die. Respect, the, pretty much. Bottom line, respect the badge. That's all we're talking about. Yeah. Right. And treat everybody as individuals. We keep talking about not painting communities with one brush, but, you know, that's all we're asking police officers to do as well. Mm-hmm. And that leads into our next question, which says, nobody deserves to have their life taken, but the large majority of crime is committed by black people. <laughs> excuse me first of all i don't even know if that's a true statement but second of all it shouldn't matter to a police officer right because you should treat every incident as its own unique thing i mean i mean you know uh, i don't believe i'm doing this but yeah but i know I, I get if you're the cop who's you know promised his daughter to be home tonight um uh, and you see the record about oh, okay battery 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 you know i i, I can understand you, you, you know, you being on guard. But the idea is, uh, how do I say? I have a friend at work. Uh, he, he has no idea how he gave me a compliment. I, uh, every once in a while, I like to pretend like I'm a thug uh, or to say thug language around white people. That's my way of saying, if, if you worry about me being a thug, it's okay. I'm playing along with it, right? Like, I, I, I pretend to be a bad guy, the worst bad guy on television, right? And one day I did that to this one white kid. And he responded and said, bro, you're from Gloucester. Ain't no <laughs> <such thing." laughs> He had no idea the kind of compliment he was paying. Because I put on that persona to, to, you know, to make racist white people feel comfortable. It's like, ah, oh, he, he's a sweet guy. But my, he saw me as an individual. He fact, man, you're Carlton. He's, you know, he's, he called me Carlton. But <laughs> it, it, he acknowledged my humanity by just saying that simple statement. So, yeah, shout out to the cops who could tell the difference between Ja Rule and an actual fucking murderer, you know, an actual thug. The actual people who should you should be careful about. Ja Rule murdered my heart in the early 2000s. Hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it there. I you know, had like, to. You know, like 50 Cent then? <laughs> Every thug needs a lady, yeah. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? It's, but you can tell, it's like, come on, bro. You, you ain't no threat. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. But yeah, so I just think it's, uh, that's as simple as that, right? Each cop needs to treat each incident as its own. And this idea that just because, even if it was true that most crime or petty crime is committed by black people, it doesn't mean the one you're going to be called to is doing something wrong. And that idea that they would even think that is crazy to me. The, the, the idea, well, okay, look, when you look at the lower class, the, the poor people, you know what I mean? Shout out to us. We represent, we're all over in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I mean, you know, but if you're policing poor neighborhoods, um, and if you go into black neighborhood, like, or white neighborhoods, but I mean, I hear you on what you're saying about the, um, uh, treat everyone as individuals, 
you, you, you don't want to tell cops how to do their jobs here. But um, that a don't hire a guy from Tweed, Ontario, to work in Scarborough. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. The white guy who's never seen a black person before in their life, you know, find one who's familiar with the community who can. Like I said, I met white people who are like who have more street cred than I do. And they can look at me and says, yeah, you wouldn't last in jail. And they're right. You know, I only pretend like I'd make it in jail. But mm, no, no, I'm from the suburbs. Fuck that. <laughs> I do oh, no, I can see you tried. It could be a good time. <laughs> you, get you been to jail, bro? You get free McDonald's breakfast, apparently. Oh, BC, my act. I talk all about going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's got more street cred than I do. Ain't that a bitch? All right, sorry. See, but this, <laughs> but this is the point. Stereotypes are not real. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you about my gangster album later. <laughs> yeah, <please. Right. laughs> Need you to do a few, uh, a few, a solid 16, Jesse. <laughs> Anytime. Well, uh, we thank you. And we still like, we were like, oh, are we a little too late? But then we thought about bringing this conversation on our 200th episode. Oh, that's you know, funny. because we feel like it's the most important thing right now. And mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah. that's what we're doing so we have been a little bit late on the game however this is always black lives matter has always been a conversation between jesse and i i appreciate it. Right. Of two people that aren't black at all not yeah. even close you can check all our dnas i guarantee you're not <laughs> you know you however we thought it was an important conversation so we waited this long to have it and i'm glad we had it with you because it was really great talking to you oh, i appreciate it man and, you know, not to say that we haven't had black body parts inside of us, but, you know, we're not. Many. We're not. Many. <laughs> Call me. Uh, the good news is. I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the good news is, B, uh, before we let you go, have you seen positive change already? Like, I know in Minneapolis there has been some laws, baby steps. Are you feeling positive about the way this is going? Uh, but don't ask the old guy that. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I do appreciate the, the, uh, uh, I think at the beginning of the show, you just said, Hey, we just want to hear, we just want to, uh, like that's new to me. Like I said, I'm, I'm an older, older person. Right. And I grew up with the, nah, shut the fuck up with your black people problem. They ain't trying to hear it. So it is kind of weird for me having white people going, we want to hear what you have to say. And I'm like, what's the catch? <laughs> what's going on? But yeah. So, um, speaking about the little progress, it's, You'd be amazed at the shit you'll learn by listening to other people, especially if they don't look like you, they don't have your gender, they don't have, uh, 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 like, even with men, there's, like, a generation of men who listen to women, and they, like, stand up for women. Um, so I, I guess I'm just trying to say people are, are, are listening. That's, that's, that's the positive that I'm saying. More people are willing to listen with empathy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's an acknowledgement now that, like, yeah, yeah, on other levels that haven't, like, it's no longer like the one or two or three advocates anymore. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Now, power in numbers. Yeah, conversation I'm having in the barbershop, I'm having it on your podcast. Right. I think that's kind of amazing. That is amazing. I'm so glad to hear you say that. And by the way, how the fuck old are you? <laughs> 85 yeah, he keeps saying he's old right and I'm like maybe it's true that black don't crack I want your secrets B <laughs> moisturizer bro moisturizer gotta moisturize kids at school used to make fun of me for using moisturizer look at me now anyway, yeah. that's uh, right 45 
Oh wow, you didn't have to actually answer. We'll cut that out. It's okay. Sure. <laughs> wow, I had I actually had no idea how old you were. So that's pretty cool. I laugh about what you said about moisturizer because I remember my white friend ended up with like this rash all over her stomach and stuff. And I was like, well, what kind of lotion do you use? And she was like, what do you mean lotion? And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, put body lotion on? I'm a bit of cocoa butter baby since I was birthed. Oh I was my like, God. Yeah, what? Yo, white dudes were all like, oh, man, you're being a chick. Whatever. You're trying to, you're looking at the beauty parlor. I was like, okay. Thank me. You know, we'll find out later. When you're yeah, when well, my scoops. <laughs> It's nice and smooth. And don't you love that though? All the guys you went to high school with, all the white guys be here, probably like fat, bald, red face, like just looking <laughs> like shit. You know I'm right. Assuming they're alive today, yes. <laughs> okay, B Black, hopefully we see you back on stage soon. How can people find you on social media? Oh, thanks for, rem holy shit, I suck at these things, right? Yo, check me out on my podcast, Uncolonized Podcast. I do it with uh, comedian Gavin Steven. And uh, a lot of these talk, we just talk about uh, shit that we talk about in this podcast. And and I, because we're in Canada, a lot of our listeners are white, and they're using that as an opportunity to learn shit about. Uh, it's like being in the barbershop, but you know you got to shut the fuck up, <laughs> and you got to be willing to learn. It's you just like I go to. Uh, sorry, you just asked me about podcast. So check me out on Uncolonized Podcast and uh, on Twitter. I'm. Uh, be blizzy but you know what start with uncolonized podcast and on facebook just look it up and you can find me from there we're we'll on the always tag network. you too we'll tag you and everything jesse oh. always asks this question at the end and i always go we tag them and everything anyway i know but it just makes me feel like i'm on a tv show it's like shout out like the early 90s hip-hop when they shot it out their homeboys yeah and you know what? Go if you know, because we're a mess. That's what we do. Uh, go listen to Bee's podcast, the Uncolonized podcast, to learn a lot more uh, relevant information about this and other topics. <laughs> hey, man. Happy 200th uh, uh, episode and uh, 200 more, 3,000 more. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Let's uh, hope so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be Black. Black Lives Matter. Cheers. 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 Thanks.